Hi there. Welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. This is a podcast where I interview other healing, helping professionals, and we talk about the intersectional journey of taking care of ourselves while taking care of others. My name is Sarah Bueno, and I am a licensed clinical social worker and therapist in Chicago. My practice is called Head Heart Therapy. I also teach at a couple different universities, and I am the host of another upcoming emerging podcast called Transforming Trauma. So keep a lookout for that. So today's episode, this is one of my mini solos, and it's interesting. It's difficult for me to figure out what I want to talk about in these solos, and I've realized recently I really come alive in relationship. You know, I I don't really like talking to myself in a vacuum. That is not the most fun thing for me to do, and I think that's why it's difficult for me to come up with these. And I really, I've just transitioned out of something really painful and I wanted to figure out a way to reflect on that that's not just serving my own ego, but a way that might be really supportive of people who are listening. So before I begin and jump into all that, I just kind of wanted to give a little warning for folks who might have some religious or spiritual wounding. I'm going to be talking a lot about spiritual and philosophical ideas, and I hope that these that these things are not triggering for you. I don't know. I might say the word God. Who knows? Uh, so just take care of yourself if that's something that you struggle with. And I also want to be very, very clear that the information that I'm sharing is from a spiritual and philosophical place. And it isn't intended to replace any evaluations from a licensed mental health professional. So I am a licensed mental health professional, but I am not treating any of you. And since I don't know the details of your experience, uh, I'm not able to determine what is and isn't true for you. So I just want to say that up front to make sure that everyone is taking care of themselves and seeking help and support when needed. That being said, I want to talk about Dark Night of the Soul. I've, it's really just been the end of 2019 where I came to realize that might be what I've been experiencing over the past two years. Uh, That's been a real struggle for me to come out of. And so I wanted to do a little bit of research on the term Dark Night of the Soul, where it came from, and then talk a little bit about my experience and why I think that's what was happening for me. So St. John of the Cross in 1584 and 85 wrote a poem called, uh, let's see, hold on, I got it here. The Dark Night, Stanzas of the Soul. And I got this information from makeheaven.com slash saint-john-of-the-cross.html. So if you want to read more information there, and one of the things that was on that website It says the main idea of the poem can be seen as the painful experience that people endure as they seek to grow in spiritual maturity and union with God. The poem is divided into two books that reflect the two phases of the dark night. The first difficult and the second horrible. Sounds like fun, right? The first is a purification of the senses. The second, the more intense of the two stages, which is far less common, is that of purification of the spirit. And... I saw this beautiful quote by Khalil Gibran, out of suffering have emerged the strongest souls. The most massive characters are seared with scars. Then I was looking at lonerwolf.com slash the dash dark dash night dash of dash the dash soul. <laughs> Don't you love these websites? 
And what what Loner Wolf says is the dark night of the soul is a period of utter spiritual desolation, disconnection and emptiness in which one feels totally separated from the divine. Those who experience the dark night feel completely lost, hopeless and consumed with melancholy. The dark night of the soul can be likened to a severe spiritual depression. It's a type of spiritual emergency. They also go on to say, explain essentially the difference between depression and a dark night of the soul. So a dark night of the soul is a different experience from depression because it's primarily a spiritual and existential form of crisis that can't always be treated or cured with therapy or psychiatry. Uh, Therefore, those of us going through the dark night often feel an increasing sense of hopelessness, unease and despair as we discover that no one can save us but ourselves. Inevitably, this makes us feel even more alone, frustrated, and confused about the world and about ourselves. The way that I relate to this, so essentially, pretty much almost exactly two years ago, a really important friendship in my life ended in a very uh, unsettling, abrupt, and frankly, in in my view, abusive way. And... That launched me into a period of intense pain, right? When relationships end, it's very difficult, especially when there's perceived abuse involved. And I really, really struggled to take care of myself during that time. Just after that time, I was in an intense business relationship that also felt like I was being manipulated and and not supported and taken advantage of, truly. And that kind of sunk me deeper and deeper and deeper. And I believe I've shared on this podcast before that I think it was probably... October of 2018, when I started to September of 2018, when I started to experience some suicidal ideation. And I've definitely shared before that I was chronically suicidal as a child. And I was able to make the connection because I knew I didn't want to die. Like that was really obvious to me. So that was essentially information to tell me I'm not aligned with my path. I'm not doing what it is I'm supposed to be doing. And that information helped me then make some changes in order to kind of have my my outside world more reflective of what I was wanting for myself and what felt aligned with what I was supposed to be doing. You know, and then 2019 came along and I, you know, I started off feeling really great. And then another whole host of circumstances happened. You know, most of it home wise, actually, are I've, I've said before that our home had mold in it. Our dog died. I'm going through this intense trauma training and I just felt eviscerated. You know, I've, I've listened back to some of the recordings that I did while I was in that really dark period in the fall of 2019. And I just hear myself needing so much support, needing so much. And through my process of training in NARM, one of the big pieces that they talk about is recognizing agency. And agency essentially is our inner knowing that we have the opportunity to make choices and that we can care for ourselves even when our parents didn't care for us, even when the outside world isn't necessarily caring for us, that we do have choices. And it doesn't negate the fact that bad things happen, but at the same time, it helps us tap into that inner knowing and that inner strength. That's how I think of it anyway. And what I really struggled with in this process of learning NARM from an internal perspective, I was pushing agency away really, really hard. And now that I'm looking back on it, 
I, oh, I just wanted someone to save me. I wanted somebody to tell me what to do, to take care of me and all these things. And I, I really think I actually felt abandoned by the divine. I like to use the term divine because that feels, that feels really good for me, for my higher power. So I felt really abandoned and disconnected. And one of the things near the end of 2019 that I decided to do was really focus my connection on the divine. And there's a book called Change Me Prayers by, I think it's Tosha Silver. And I just started every day I would thumb through that book and I would just pick a prayer and I, I would read that prayer. And there are a couple of them that I have on my phone that pop up every day that I that I read essentially to increase my connection with the divine. And here's one of them. Let me share. Change me, divine beloved, into one who welcomes your intercession. Release my fear of surrender. Help me trust that by yielding to you, my deepest, wisest, highest self, all will be well. I really like that one because I feel like it marries this understanding that in order to accept agency and step into that, we also have to surrender because there's this part of us that wants to control and wants to fix and manage everything, but it's just not possible. So it's such an interesting marriage that agency has this piece where we do have to submit to the acceptance of not being in control while at the same time recognizing that we have choices. And, you know, I can't, I can't tell you exactly what happened other than at the latest module of the NARM training, I was able to step into agency. I was able to recognize it and not feel abandoned by, by God, by my parents, by the people around me. And since that moment, it's really changed the way that I'm able to care for myself. And truly right now, since I've been saying these prayers on a regular basis, I've been feeling more connected to my higher power and the divine. And you know, it's hard to say, it's just hard to say, you know, oh, well, what exactly did I do that fixed it? I don't know. I don't know, dudes. <laughs> like, that's why I'm reflecting back and really trying to think about what happened and how did I get here? And I think this is just, this is just part of my journey. You know, I wanted to kind of get back to, to what Loner Wolf says about why suffering is necessary. So I've seen a lot on Instagram lately about people resisting the feedback, like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Nobody wants to hear when they're in the midst of struggle that this is happening for a reason. That's not the time to give that advice to somebody. Me personally, I do find that very helpful, but not everybody is going to because first of all, not everybody shares my belief system, right? So I just want to say that if you have someone in your life who's who's suffering and you're like, oh, maybe they're going through a dark night of the soul, I should tell them all this. Let people come to it on their own, right? I think the best way to really figure out how do we support other people is to ask. Just ask what feels good to you in terms of support. So does a person just want you to listen? Do they want advice? Do they want to hear what you went through if it was something similar and how you handled it. So just ask people what they want. I get these questions all the time. And then for yourself, I really encourage you to think about that as well. How do you like to receive support? What is it that you really need in any given moment that is going to feel like connection rather than disconnection? So back to this idea of suffering being necessary. If we think about what happens to a caterpillar before it becomes a butterfly, while it's in the cocoon, it is literally reduced to goo. Like it is, 
it's totally dissolved. And what Lone Wolf says on their page is that your dark night of the soul is your wind, your cocoon. It is an ego death whereby you shed the ego that prevents you from embodying your soul. If you try to avoid the hard work of ceasing to exist or breaking down your old confining structures, you won't have what it takes to truly embody your essential nature. So that's heavy shit, right? (laughs) It's heavy. And like I said, none of this is intended to be giving advice to anyone. I'm simply sharing my experience in the hopes that you might see yourself in it and that you might do some, some of your own research and get some of your own support to talk through this with a therapist. I think sometimes it can be a struggle to find a therapist who's interested in in discussing spirituality, but you can find them. We are out there. And I trust that if you are really putting out what you're looking for, that that support system is going to show up for you. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I'm going to hope, you know, 2020, it sounds like it's going to be a challenging year for our world. And my hope is, is that this newfound connection that I have with myself and that I have with my higher power, I'm able to lean on those when the external world feels like it's getting crazy and overwhelming. And I also wish that for you. So thanks for listening. And thanks to Andrea Clunder and the Imposter Studios for editing, to Liam O'Donnell for the album art, and to Ben Mueller for our theme music. To find out more information about us, just go to www.headhearttherapy.com slash podcast. Thanks again. Until next time. Bye-bye.